welcome. One time we went over to his grandparents who he loved. He was very fond of his grandfather. I mean, his grandfather was very fond of him. They were like best friends in a lot of ways. And uh, Urdu, Hindi, and Indian, you call your grandfather, uh, there are many terms, but one of them is Abba. Abba. You can see the relation, right? Pa, Abba, Abba, all that stuff. And his grandfather would respond to him, Abba. <laughs> so they called each other Abba. That's how close they were, right? <laughs> So Faraz was just always a very weird kid, like, he was, we were over at his grandparents' house one time and he was putting his head on his mom's lap, uh, and this was, he was like, practically fully grown, he was like 14, 15, and, you know, I was like 12, 10, you know, like, I was younger than that, but, uh, his mom was always a very dazed and confused kind of lady, uh, sweet as hell, sweet as hell, but Faraz totally abused that in the most funny way. In the most heartfelt way, and, and quite frankly, in the most like mind-boggling way, to my brothers and I, who just like witnesses. By that I mean she would be sitting on the couch, and uh, all Indian aunties are dazed and confused. My mom is dazed and confused. You just don't really know. You're not in sync yet with the culture, so you're really out of it. Um, so my uh, his mom sat uh, on the corner of the couch where Dee's sitting right now, and just imagine he had Faraz as your child's like sprawled across his head is in your lap and you're the mom he would take your hand while she was just like looking off somewhere he would like put it over her over his face over his face and he goes <laughs> like drool all over her hand oh, and what? spit and like make these noises oh, and like two seconds later her mom would lift up to her face like what is this like how did this get here uh, and he'd like mom you're gross <laughs> like he'd toss him. just such a weirdly funny what? guy weirdly funny <laughs> like we'd all laugh like how are you pulling this off right now um i'm what? sorry for this what in the fuck <laughs> what do you know what kind of human doesn't know that beyond human beyond rare but in that same in that same uh i don't event. care what culture you're <laughs> suffering from i don't know what is going on in that is nuts. <laughs> that same visit to his grandparents' house, one of his uncles came over and like gave him a shirt from his trip to Egypt. And Faraz, this is for you. Faraz <laughs> just took the shirt and he smelled it and he went, <laughs> I smell the sweat of a thousand Egyptian slaves in this shirt. <laughs> like he threw it down <laughs> on the ground like spat on it. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell are you doing? Why are you in this way? Yeah. No one can like no one can really explain or the tick to Faraz. I mean, I could tell so many far more offensive jokes. Okay, one last story. One, the last one. Uh, two two more stories. <laughs> um, two more stories, and I swear. One is a prank phone call. It was the best. I told you about my stupid call to the veterinarian that didn't go well, and. I, I got such a sweet laugh out of you guys for that yeah. joke that it was such a sweet thing you guys did uh, letting me tell that stupid story. But this one is so much better. This one, you're never supposed to hype up a story. But uh, so I might have told it to you guys before privately because it's just one of those stories. Um, so in the St. Louis Islamic community, which is relatively new, past 30 years or so, um, there's like any, any church, any temple, anybody that you have like yeah. a, a yellow book, right? A phone directory. You have each other's numbers. Yeah. You have everybody's listed. And uh, also during Ramadan, <laughs> I'm sure I told this story. Um, during Ramadan, we usually have, uh, I say we, 
uh, the, the uh, community has somebody from Egypt or Morocco or somebody from overseas to come and lead the prayers because they have such a beautiful way of doing the Quran recital. They're, they're just really gifted and this is an opportunity for them to share it. Uh, it's a really neat experience and my parents have housed people who have come from overseas like a couple of times like for the month and just to kind of give them like shelter and food, you know, like Do just they get community plenty of hours for this. Or I don't know exactly what it is. I'm sure they get some credit karma, for it. To be honestly, karma yeah, karma credit. credit. Yeah, like a la credit. A la karma credit. I'm sure there's like one eight hundred number to know more. Uh, it's. Do they it's, get to come for free? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's uh it's a privilege beyond for them to come do it because these are usually really young guys. These are like maybe nineteen year old guys, twenty year old guys, Whoa. like fresh out of the schooling and so like they're ready to like really show their skill um and you know so they're very young usually um so anyhow <laughs> Faraz uh had access to computers where you can make uh phone calls from back in the early early 90s uh this was uh, before you know caller id this is before all that stuff this is before really cell phones took off no facebook nothing like that the, this just didn't exist so he had a lot of freedom on this computer. He got a lot of freedom to be very mischievous. He'd ha he'd have characters in his back pocket. Side story: He'd have characters in his back pocket called Raj Patel. <laughs> My name is Raj Patel. I'm calling you on behalf of AT and T. I want to know if you want to upgrade your package today. And we could always hear people on the other on the other end of the line going, "What the hell? You know what time it is? <laughs> this is not the time for solicitation." <laughs> that was a real quote. And he was always so fast with it. He'd always be like. No, I understand, ma'am, but right now it is only 10 a.m. in Bombay, so if you would like to, like, if you can only understand, we are running on a different schedule, so. And, like, he would just always be great and brilliant. I mean, I swear he was filing his nails sometimes and, like, doing these things. Like, he was so in character, while the rest of us, whenever we did these prank phone calls, were just, like, giggling and, like, hunched over and giggling with each other. He was so good to watch. So, uh, professional. He was brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, the best prank phone call that he did, probably was we knew the guy whose job it was in the community to pick up that imam from overseas at the airport. We knew who that guy was, and we knew that the guy was supposed to come in about a week, and we knew who that guy was. So Faraz decides to call that dude around 1.30 in the morning. And he goes like this. He goes, Brother, where are you? And the guy's like, what? He goes, Brother, I'm here at the Lambert International Airport. Where are you? <laughs> Yes, what are you talking about? He's like, my name is Ibrahim Ishmael Akbar. Like all these like weird Arabic names. And he goes, oh, I thought you were gonna come next week. And he's like, what are you saying? I'm gonna come next week? Do you think I'm lying to you? You think I'm lying? This is how you do things in St. Louis, brother. I'm here right now. Come get me. Oh. And the guy was like, all right, I'm sorry. Oh. Let me put my shoes on. I'll be there in five minutes. And like the dude, the dude took off. And it worked. <laughs> the dude showed oh, up in Lambert. And it was just, the Arabic accent was so great. I wish I could do it. I, I just can never tell the story well enough because it was all him. He was the guy who could do the stuff. Uh, so he went all the way to the airport? He went all the way to the airport. And the guy, and then, we found out about it. Like Everybody got in trouble. Like in the, All the Sunday school got in trouble. It was like, you know, we know like somebody called. We know somebody said, like, be at the airport. We know, like, you, one of you is responsible for it. And Fraz was always known for that. Uh, he passed away really recently. So it's a very funny guy. Uh, good friend of mine. And um, he was always known for that. That's the last story I'll tell. The last story I'll tell, which I didn't realize was going to be the signature Fraz story. I told people... Uh, but it just seems to be one that really explains him well. Uh, 
and and everybody's probably seen it in movies or maybe visited a mosque or something like people like file up like shoulder to shoulder it's pretty like tight uh you, you move up uh to be very close to each other literally say shoulder to shoulder foot to foot so it's just like files and files and it would always be, like in sunday school you can imagine you sit with your friends you sit with your brothers and Faraz and your buddy and it's like maybe four or five of you and there were like these kids who were younger than us like uh, praying in the road in front of us and uh we all you know we we're supposed to like prostrate and put your head to the ground and <laughs> he looked around i could see him i was praying next to him and i could see him like he put his hand up started tickling the kids feet in front of us <laughs> and the kids started laughing <laughs> and, like they were kicking, they were kicking right. his hand away. Like, Shut up! Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> As you know, Muslims are very serious. <laughs> so I was like, this is the most serious thing you can be part of in life. You know, <laughs> fuck hearing cancer. You pray to God right now. Like this is the most serious thing. Um, and it, with the cherry on top of it, really was. And that's for us. A uh, natural. Uh, he had a cherry on top to everything. He, he. <laughs> At the very end, the imams and the sheikhs were at the very front and like lecturing us. We know some kids were laughing. Who was it? Who was it? And there was Faraz like pointing in front of us. Like, it was them. It was them. Welcome.